Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Married Men Working Podcast. The quotable of the week is, in a world full of pop heroes, fantasy heroes, and sports heroes, we should never forget to look to the real heroes for real courage, real strength, and real stories. Most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work. You uh, need somebody? Uh, uh, when I need proof, I pray that I find the truth Feel like it's pulling my tooth And what's done in the dark Slowly letting me loose My love right by my side She know I ain't got no goof Picture me tossing in my sleep I'm fighting demons alone She hugging me, screaming we Picture somebody bringing life to your life Got the plug, told Virgil Right wife on my wife Nigga, easy What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Back with my brothers. Got a special episode this week. Got a few guests. Um, to get into a real conversation regarding some heroes in our communities. Um, and can you go ahead and do us the honors? And I didn't do Brian. Why he think I'm going to do certain time? It has nothing to do with me, sir. You know, I, feel, me I, I feel like he brings care. on the guests. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I get where you're going with this. It makes sense, but it's Anthony we're talking about. He wants to be difficult. I'm not being difficult. He's the host. Definitely, he's the host. He got a point. Why Look, not? watch this. Watch this. That's on a search. Okay, can you let the audience know who <laughs> they are? Uh, no, don't feel like. Okay, Serge, would you like to introduce yourself? That's weird. Not the host. That's just because. Okay, do, do you, Serge? Would you like to introduce yourself? Yourself. I feel like before you introduce, I don't mean to cut you off. We introduce our wives. That's not wives. You're supposed to be your brothers, though. They are my brothers. So they don't deserve an introduction? I just said, Serge, would you like to introduce yourself? Don't look at I me. got my brother Serge. I got my, friend, my brother Ty. Serge, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good people, how y'all doing? Uh, my name is Sergio Diggs. I'm a Philadelphia police officer. Uh, just want to put that out here that uh, my views and opinions are solely my own and not representative of the Philadelphia Police Department or any entity. Um, also, I fight. That's my problem. What Brian do on the court? Appreciate <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself, man. My name is Tyrone Davis. Philadelphia firefighter. Same with Serge said. I'm Ed. B-list rapper. Wow. At least that nigga ain't say like Z-list. <laughs> also, yo, can we do our intros on there? It's too late. All right. All right. If you would introduce you, it would have made it easier though, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause we so much more than just cop and buy. Right? That, that's that's, that's the why conversa- I asked. the conversation is gonna expose all, all right, of that. All right. That's why I asked for him to get the yeah. introduction. Yeah. yeah. I don't duck no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Steph? You duck smoke. I'm good. How about I don't duck no smoke. What smoke am I duck? <gasps> Boo! All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You invented the boo. You did. I damn sure did. Exactly. Duck yeah. smoke. All right, you're right. <laughs> Steph, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, had a good week. 
um, doing that thing that we spoke about last week on Tuesday. Uh, seen some pictures that kind of disturbed me this past week. I showed them. I was like kind of fucked up in the moment uh, of how he looks now compared to what he looked like the last time I seen him. Which was like, what, six, 15 years ago or something like that? No, I, I don't think you've seen the It was a couple years ago. It was a picture of Terrence and your dad a couple years ago. 2019. I don't remember that one. Sorry. I don't think you saw it. Yeah, I don't think you saw it. But it was 2019. It was the last time I actually seen him. And then I seen, I guess the nursery home had a family friends day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt on his side, uh, I took a picture um, of the event, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? He's sick. He look it. He looked real sick, to be honest with you. In my opinion. So I'm definitely gonna go up there. What you doing today? What you mean today? <laughs> what you doing today? <laughs> going home and cleaning and, and, and you don't want to go today? I don't. I don't know if they allow. I'm just going Tuesday. I'm about to say. I literally just asked you, can you go anytime last week, and you say yeah. Okay. Well, that's the time that I set aside to go. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, other than that, my week was fine. Uh, how was your week? Week was a little rough. Can't do Can I have break? Nope. Wrong. How was your week? <laughs> I had a rough week, man. Had a couple events this week. Um, Can I divulge? Yeah, I, I'm going to. Yeah. Um, a couple cookouts <laughs> between the two sites of the job. We had one at corporate. Uh, the one that occurred was Friday, the one that went was Thursday, and the one in Delaware was Monday. Um, gotcha. And then yesterday was my mom's surprise birthday slash retirement Congratulations, party. mom! Yep, congratulations. Um, that joint was lit. I don't, I don't dance. I danced. Hurt my whole groin. Did you have fun dancing? I had a lot of fun, bro. Like so from this point bull. on, don't ever tell nobody I'm else dance, you don't dance. I'm dance bull. I'm dance fever. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there. You wearing that to to today's John? Yeah, I don't care. With the summer with, with the glasses? No, I mean I, I think she was going to push your, your chef attire on. It's a holiday time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and now I'm tired. With a hangover. The sunglasses on in a dark room. She get real, bro. Bro, you you next. Yeah, I have one. He got one now. You next. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't get hangovers. You don't get hangovers. Neither do I. Look, you don't, don't. Don't. I'm, don't, but don't I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I don't get hangovers. I don't drink cheap liquor. <laughs> oh, time out. Who fought is that? Me. <laughs> I own that one. Uh, but they had. I don't know what they had. They had nothing that I drank there. So I used to be drinking Jim Bean and pineapple juice. So this, that was the best thing that we did. Yeah. Was it? I have a tolerance to cheap liquor, bro. Don't don't say that. What do you mean? I was in college drinking fucking handles of Vladimir. Don't don't say that in public, bro. You too old for hey, that. Hey man, uh, let that nigga live. <laughs> Ty, how was your week, bro? <laughs> week was well. Uh, finish up at the um, the academy. I'm a, I'm an instructor at the academy. Just got finished. Uh, Two nights ago, we, uh, we, we do night ops. 
get mm-hmm. the cadets ready, prepared for the real world, um, what happens out in the field. So uh, it was pretty cool. I got a chance, got a chance to see two of my members of the Clutch Kings uh, receive their badge. So it was it was a it was a good week. I had a good week. That's dope. You gonna get into the Clutch Kings? C- clutch Kings, sorry. Uh, sir, that was your week, bro. Long city is uh, off the hook. Um, motherfuckers shooting each other every day, all day. Um, it was hot. It was nice, which means more people. Reckless. Doing, Reckless. Doing, Reckless doing dumb, endangerment. Doing dumb <laughs> shit. So, uh, no, I was a long one. I was on night work. And then uh, wifey looked at me and said, you want to have a cookout? Which means we having a cookout. So, <laughs> so I, had to, I had to prepare for all of that, uh, which has happened today. Because, um, uh, yeah, my opinion is, uh, you know. Is it a big John or just a family uh, So, it's supposed to be uh, intimate, John, but you know I don't really know how to do small, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's what's up. That's what's up. Before we get into it, I do gotta ask y'all a question. No. Okay. Are we gonna should breeze through this, John? It should be. It should be breezeable. Yeah. I got <laughs> two questions. It's a two part. I got a question. I got two questions. All right. It's a two part. Two part. We ain't breezing through this. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all think Russell Wilson is a cornball or corny? Corny. Yes. Hmm. Um. I think. Let me start. I think he's corny, but I'm corny too, so I understand. All right, so the the word that's going around in regards to that is <laughs> hold up, wait. <laughs> I wasn't going. You just gonna let my man say he's corny? I wasn't going to engage. <laughs> um, the the word that's going around is square. Uh, when I'm about to be 34, so when I grew up, a square. Was not of Russell Wilson. Maybe I don't know if it was like different areas in Philadelphia, but a square to me was um, not Russell Wilson corny, but mm. a nigga that's out here in the streets doing corny shit. Okay. That's what a square was to me. A lame ass nigga is a square. Russell Wilson is just a, a black dude with some curly shit that. Talks proper, all that other shit. So I don't think necessarily is that what I what I would classify as corny. The things, the corny things that he does is like the motivational things that he does for himself. He calls himself Mister Unlimited and stuff like that. Like he'd be like, "Hey, look at Mister Unlimited, all that other stuff." That's the corny stuff. The taking care of your family and being you and being good at a pillar in the community. That's not corny to me. That's not being square. I'm just talking about how like he has like a persona a different persona every now and every now and again but you also gotta factor in who's who, who, who's putting that stigma on him i always thought that he was corny right mm-hmm. and then when i began to like hear more stuff about him like the reason they call him corny um and it has a lot to do with what you were saying but he got there facts he's taking care of somebody else's child facts he married a beautiful woman facts and he displaying all that. Mm-hmm. It's not like he out there living a nightlife, doing all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So people are gonna say he's corny. Exactly. So when I when I started seeing that, I don't think he's corny anymore. I think it was corny before. He just he just like a corny bull. But the reason that they're calling him corny, no. 
I do the same shit. Am I corny? I think I'm corny. I literally do something the same. Why do you I think, think you corny? corny? Because I, I think. Why do you know? You said. Or why do you know you corny? <laughs> oh, why do I know that I'm corny? Yeah. I just know. I just, it's just a fact of self awareness. Get my boss on the shirt. shirt. I mean, just, the, the beast on the shirt. My, and my wife bought me the shirt. Because she know he corny. Exactly. So corny dudes wear shirts like that. Steph does yes. See, I, I, I don't I mean, know. Maybe I my maybe my mind is is to the real shit. Like that's not real shit to me. Like I, I don't know. I've, 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 if I'm going deem you as a corny dude, like it's you got you got to do some real shit that's corny to me. Not no fucking current move with the beast. I mean, but again, like, but, but just like I maybe said, I'm it de- no, man. it depends on the person. Like it depends on which like how you viewing it. Like now you go around and you boasting and bragging. And then you go into your mom's basement. Yeah, that's corny. That's corny to me. That's a name. Like, like, some people think that. Yeah, like, I, I, I could never deem I'm, somebody I'm, wearing a current movie shirt with a beast on it being corny. I mean, and, and that's fine. The reason why I see I think I'm corny is because of the way I. Not carrying myself, but if there's some of the things I do, I think is. When I mean corny, I mean like cornball, goofy, nerdy, that type of stuff. Definitely. You know what I mean? So, like, people were like. Yeah, yeah you, I guess we all got different terminology. You 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 thirty something, you watch anime. That's corny. Definitely okay. Corny. And I don't give a damn. You know what I mean? I don't think that's corny. I think again, that's more nerdy. But I don't think nerds are corny. But again, because do. the same nerd it depends on the person. Like it just depends on how you view it, bro. Yeah. All right. How do y'all feel about it, Sergeant? The whole Russell Wilson thing. Um, my personal opinion is I don't think he's corny. Uh, what I think for him is he a great example of what we need out here. Facts. Um, I don't know. Close time. I just think he's uh, one of those dudes. Like like I just talked about, uh, he married somebody uh, that already had a kid. Um, and you look at his social media, like he, he really all about family. Facts. Um, I mean, he do his stuff, you know, to the side that he had hang out with his friends and stuff like that. But uh, everything he really talked about is uh, – his family and football. Um, I don't think you can ask for much for. You know, I don't know him personally. You know what I mean. I don't yeah. go into details, but for what he what he puts out on social media, uh, you know what I mean. I don't think he's corny for it. Facts. He's definitely somebody that if I was to have a son, and he was like, "Yo, I have a role model in sports." Definitely, Russell Wilson would be the stand up. Hey, Dad, Russell, can I get a Russell Wilson jersey? Eh, you're an Eagles fan, but I got you. You know what I mean, like. That's, I definitely would want him to look. Russell Wilson is definitely a role model. I would want if I had a kid to look up to. But it's sort of like what Anthony said too. Uh, we, it goes back to, um, I think our culture. Mm-hmm. What's corny? Being right. What's corny? Doing good for yourself. What's corny? Yeah. Living right. What's corny? Being a genius. What's corny? Mm-hmm. Like everybody got a different definition for what corny means. You know, so would I pick Russell Wilson? You probably would pick Russell Wilson for your child. I wouldn't pick Russell Wilson for my child. I'll definitely go to LeBron before I go to Russell Wilson. Absolutely. That's just because I feel like I, I connect James. more to Brian than I connect more. But that's more of a connection. I yeah. feel like I connect more to Brian. Yeah, than I can too, understand that. Uh, or if I, um, Fred Taylor. I will, I will pick a Fred Taylor over a rock just because of, I feel like I connect more yeah. to a Fred Taylor than to a... And, and then that's fine, but... It, like, Shannon Sharp. I would pick oh, Shannon Sharp over oh, Russell Wilson. But, like, but I, don't think, I don't think if your son said, or if Hero, let's just say Hero, I don't think if Hero was like that, I, I want Russell Wilson as my role model, I don't think you'd be like, 
Y'all always got me fucked up. <laughs> Yo, speaking of hero, right? So I'm at work, you know, a couple people at, you know, at my job listening to the pod. He says, hey, do you have a picture of the baby? I said, what baby? They was like, hero. I was like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll be, all right, here, here we go. I said, I'm going to show you one. Oh, my God, he's so cute. Thank you. And my damn baby, but thank you. That's <laughs> your godson. Bro, I, I get it, but it's like, I, as a parent, people, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. I, I didn't know what to say. Thank you. Show yeah. the regular one, show the cartoon one. I said, I'll, I'll let his parents know that you say he was cute. So this is me letting his thank, parents thank know. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> but do you, if Hero was like, yo, I want Russell Wilson to be my, my role model, my sport role model, I don't think you would have a... Uh, you, should, you, you had a better idea using T.Y. I'll be like, let me introduce you to somebody else. But no, I, I could, compared to him saying, yeah, NBA. Now, now, all right, so if, if. You had a better chance with T.Y. Because by the time Hero old enough, anybody going to know who Russell Wilson is. At least okay, in his so, age range. So, okay. But what if, <laughs> what if all right, so T.Y., Russell Wilson's a sports role model for me. His versus NBA Youngboy or some shit like that. Who is that? A rapper. Um. I think I'm gonna go the same way. I think I'm gonna just because of the where we was raised, how we was raised, how I raised him. I'm gonna go with somebody who's more of a of a figure to the culture we came from, and let him know how he got there, where he's at, and where did he come from. So now I have a different question. As a parent, the way that you raise your kids do you think that they're going to like the way that your mom and dad raised you do you do you feel like you're like following all those guidelines or did you like listen to whatever can i save that question for next week's episode it wasn't your question it was my question i'm not gonna remember the question but it goes into the statement that you just made so if you think i'll remember the question next week you bumped your head we got it's documented (laughs) no i say that because we got the young books on next week but that question, my answer is going to reflect in something that I wanted to say for them. Stay tuned next week because I don't remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> to dip into it real quick, Ty, you just had a new baby. You had a new baby too, but you, <laughs> you're only like two months in, but this is your first child. And you want to you tap into how it has impacted you and... That that same question, like like how would you want to raise Big Dog Zane? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like like would would he, would Russell Wilson be one of them guys that you? Yeah, you know I mean, we we come from that the the urban areas. I don't want to be too ghetto, but <laughs> so sort of like what you said again. I'm gonna piggyback off of you as far as the LeBron James thing. Uh, I'm a LeBron James fan, and uh, and people be like. Wow, why are you a LeBron James fan? It's not it's not so much what LeBron do on the court. Mm-hmm. It's how he is off the court. Like, I think Bull is stand-up dude. And if I could put my son in a room with him and they have a conversation, for me, that's to be a guy that, besides myself, besides my son looking up to me, that would be the guy that I want. My son would be like, yo, dad, he Bull. Mm-hmm. And he might, be, he might be father time by the time my son 10, but... Bron still, yeah, but everything still, still exactly. He's gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna have the Michael Jordan highlights and stuff like that because I, I feel like I missed the Michael Jordan era, but they still talk about MJ now. So mm-hmm. I feel as though like me giving that to my son, like son, Bronny, Bronny Bull, mm-hmm. uh, 
but just having him though is a, is a it's a it's a blessing. Uh, my son is um, he gives me joy. He gives me a lot of joy. He gets me through. He gets me through situations. He gets me out of dark places. My son, he is definitely a blessing. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, do you watch Chicago Fire? I do. How real is it? <laughs> so the the calls can be a little bit dramatic. Um, inside of a house fire, we really can't see. It could be nine o'clock in the morning, and you go inside of a house fire. It's pitch black. Word. You don't. Only time you see fire is when it's exposed to you. But like Chicago Fire, it's just you see everything. Yeah. Fire, you white see couch, all that. Like, you, you see, see the couch, couch you see the lamp, you, you see the see, stove. You don't see none of that. You go inside of a building. Um, so that's why they always say if you ever hear a fire party talk, like I like to see it exposed. Like I like to pull up to a house fire and it's fire blowing out one of the windows. Because if it's not, we got to dig the fuck in. And it's a little bit tricky. When, you, when we pull up to a job and it's heavy smoke blowing out of the property, we don't see no fire. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit dangerous because now we're going into an unknown situation. We don't know where it's at. So we just moving until we know it's hot. Wait, and we just listening for the crackle. What do you mean? Talk about? He said it's a little bit dangerous. <laughs> Fighting fires, period. Dangerous, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gentleman junkie. <laughs> okay. We'll probably motorcycles. You. Say less. Probably right. the burning building. So, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I guess I get uh, it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Ty, um, you are doing amazing things in the community right now. Um, I feel like one of your slogans is it's time to go from outrage to engage. I know you've been through, I don't want to tell your story, but I know you lost a brother to gun violence and all that stuff. Uh, let everybody know, like, like where, where, where did that phrase come from? Like, like how, how everything became that and put you into that space where you go out and talk to kids and all that stuff. And, you know, it's cool. cool. So just to give a little background story, um, I, I probably been into the mentoring thing for about 10 years, uh, reaching back, giving back to the community, because I feel as though sometimes as African-American men, we make it to a level in life we don't reach back, whether it's on our career, our jobs, or in the hood. Like, you hear the kids now, there's no old heads. Why is there no old heads? We're supposed to be the old heads, supposed to be mm-hmm. reaching back. So, um, for me, when I lost my brother two years ago to gun violence, it was like, uh, I'm done with this community. I don't want. I don't want to do this no more. Like I'm. Why? Why should I sacrifice my life? You lost the, one for, of the closest things to you. Yeah, to gun violence for stupidity. So why should I give back to these young bulls? That was I, that was a question I asked myself. Another dark place. So three to six months, probably a year. I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. And then over the time, I realized like, this is who I am. Like I'm like that as a friend, I'm like that as a husband, I'm like that as a dad, I'm like that as a a, a, a a son. I like to give back. I like to be there for people. Cause I feel as though if you genuinely, genuinely love someone, all it takes is for you to show how good you are to people. And guess what? All you can do by you doing that, it allows the next man next to you to be the same way. And if you get 20 of us in the same room, guess what? We just changed the atmosphere of a of a, of a neighborhood, mm-hmm. just like that. Only takes 20 people. Yeah. But the vibe is good, the vibe is positive, you know what I mean? So 
the whole thing about you know turning my outrage to being engaged in the community uh i was reading something a couple weeks ago and i just was like all right i'm gonna go speak to these kids and i'm gonna tell them my story but i'm gonna let them know the reason why i'm still engaging with them and, and the reason it is it's sort of like my five P's of life is proper preparation prevents poor performance. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Two times. His wife says, and, and, yeah, his, and, mom, his wife says that. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, this had got me to uh, 36 years old. Um, I made it out the hood, grew up on 52nd Street. Um, allowed me to go back into the hood, still get a little bit of respect, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel as though I had I had to engage y'all like I had to use I had to use my anger and 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 everything that I'm going through to uh, to just sit at the table with these young boys and ask them what's going on like why you feel this way uh, is, is it something that I can do I've been in your same shoes years back I'm 36 you might be 16 but I've been where you are talk to me I might can help you and then you get the young boys to say you already did you you lived your life oh hey I'm trying to live, I'm trying to live mine cool. But if I can show you some things that you can avoid, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm do my best too. So that whole thing is just being engaged. I just wanna, for me, that's just who I am. That's my way of uh, being a blessing, uh, getting engaged in the community. I feel as though like we missing that old head era right now. And the reason why we missing that old head era right now because we don't reach back. We don't, we made it. So we like, all right, my family good. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta worry about my next door neighbor. It used to be like that. You, yeah. you remember mm-hmm. they say on the block, it takes a village. Yeah. Miss 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 Barbara down the street. I whoop your ass. Yeah. Like, Rome was just talking about that. Actually, like Rome actually made that a uh, topic for us. So we gonna be we we vote on it. We probably dip into that real soon. But yeah, definitely. It's a little, it's different. Like growing up, the block used to be taking care of the family. Now mm-hmm. you say something to a kid, <laughs> you might get yeah. your head popped off. Like yeah. So. yeah. What made you uh? Become a firefighter. So, and how long have you been a firefighter? So, I've been a firefighter for 14 years. Um, I always wanted to be a firefighter since I was a kid. Uh, actually, the company that I'm at now, they used to ride, do my, they used to ride down 52nd Street, and I'm be like, damn, I want to be like those guys. That's the same station I'm assigned mm-hmm. to now. So, oh, wow. I always wanted to be a firefighter. Like, uh, looking up to those guys, uh, Backdraft came out in 1996. I was 10. Still the fact that you're, you're you're at what is it called the ladder ladder yeah. the ladder that you that's in your neighborhood like and I got a question for you we are gonna get to that too <laughs> but that's dope that's dope because yeah. it's like not only am I from this neighborhood but I'm working for something in this neighborhood that's to protect it everybody right. know who I am for the most part I'm accustomed to everything around here I know who's doing what I know where something's supposed to be where it's not supposed to be that's dope yeah, that's dope. yeah. And, and the reason why I wanted to work in my own community y'all is because you probably know or you probably heard like when firefighters show up on the fire ground on somebody crib we tear shit up that's that's the that's the motto. That's the that's that's, that's the motto that we think. Y'all that's what people. Want. That's what people do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like you know. So for me, being in the hood, I know a lot of people don't have homeowners insurance. So when you first come on a job, you like to sound a glass shatter. Like, oh man, I just I did something. I broke this glass. Like, shh, shh. my first eight years, I was like that. The last six years, I changed my my whole thing. Like, yo, there's somebody house. They might not got homeowners insurance. 
and this is my hood. Well, I'm tearing this up if I don't have to. So the thing is now, at my station in particular, they know, yo, don't break no windows if you don't have to. If it's a back bedroom fire and we can contain it to the back bedroom, that's where we're going to focus on. We're going, because if it's a fire in the basement, we got to open up the whole crib because fire runs through pipe chases, vents and all that. So if it's in the basement, it's going, it's going, it's going to trickle all the way up. That's where fire do, fire rises. But if it's a back bedroom and you downstairs busting somebody's window out and, or you knock somebody's TV over, you got see me. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I don't, I don't care Which if, is crazy because certain people, like when you pay a mortgage, your insurance is in your mortgage. Yeah, but yeah. you got like a lot of these old people that own their homes and all they paying is the taxes every year. Yeah. They ain't paying, they, they don't have no mortgage or, you know, yeah, they, that, they, 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 whatever their fixed income is, don't allow That's for them is, yeah. or Or better yet, back then, parents gave their kids homes. <laughs> we got to buy our properties. <laughs> so a lot of these people got their homes from being inherited from, from relatives. So they, they don't care. Like, you know what I mean? They ain't gonna keep it up. They ain't gonna keep the electric work up and all that. So yeah, that's where the not having the homeowners insurance come a take the, it's a, a huge effect in the community, especially yeah. urban community. I got a question for both of y'all. Um, I don't know if this listed. You can let me know. Um, do y'all feel like the city is doing enough as far as it is listed? Okay, well, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, do y'all feel like the city is doing enough um, to help y'all do y'all job and help make sure that y'all safe when y'all doing your job? That joint is loaded. Um, Before you answer that, do you prefer a cop or a police officer? Ah, uh, police officer. Yeah. How have you? How long have you been a police officer? So, all right, explain that real quick. Um, like, I was about to ask that. What's the difference? So, it's 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 it's, it's a preference. Um, I, I I just feel like you know um, I'm a professional. Um, cop is just like very like. Uh, I just because as, as a kid, I'm right? When we watched, yeah, cops, yeah, and that shit said cops big as hell, yeah. and then we seen them on yeah. TV just, wrecking shit. <laughs> as a kid, it's like yo, and cops see, be wilding out see, here. That's where, and that's part of it. Like cop, almost like has that like these like. But the show cops, they was trash cops. Like they was trash. That's what I'm saying. But no, they put the shit on I, TV. I, 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 I don't know how Come on, reality, bad boys, the, bad boys. The, what the, you gonna do? No, what you gonna do? That was like nineties <laughs> policing though. That was like nineties era policing, like fucking cowboys. You know what I mean? But like uh, like I, I consider myself a professional, regardless of how people feel about um my profession. And you know what I mean? I think like you carry yourself in that like way, uh I, I just I prefer the term police officer, like um you know, you're riding down the street and like somebody got a badass kid and they like, I'm gonna call the cops on you. The cops gonna take you to jail. I usually stop and look at them and I say, you're never gonna have to worry about me because you're gonna live your life the right way. And your mom is stupid. And I keep working. <laughs> it's like, that's where the fear starts. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you see the cops, they gonna lock you up, they gonna take you away. And what, what am I, what am I supposed yeah. to do after that? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> but to answer your question, as far as, um, is the city doing enough? Uh, yes and no. So, um, you get into politics, a lot of these politicians, they say the right things. Um, and they try and put things into motion. 
but can they do more? Absolutely. Like, there's no reason why we should have we should be understaffed um, in the police department in a city where homicides is like just rising every single year. You know what I mean? Um, but do ask, I, did y'all know that the police officers were understaffed? Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but they can put in uh, all of these new bike lanes in West Philly the this destroying traffic or you know they can build up all of this stuff on the waterfront and literally people dying in the inner city when all they need to do is put up some lights on dark streets or um, more you know more cameras to, to you know what I mean to pay attention to what's going on in the hood so I, I, I do I think that I think that the city, can do more, should do more, and um, you see what's important to any entity by where they put their money at. And clearly, um, they ain't putting a whole lot of money in the hood. How long have you been a police officer, and why did you choose this path? Uh, I've been a police officer for 14 years. I think we he came on a fire department, and uh, I came on a police department around the same time. We didn't know each other at, at the beginning. Um, uh, so 14 years and, um, it's crazy. Um, I've always wanted to be like in law enforcement. Like when I was younger playing cops and robbers, I was always the cop. Um, <laughs> always. <laughs> um, no, uh, you, I'm going to catch your ass. I was a safety in elementary school. <laughs> the cardiac reflected. I was a safety too. I was a safety too. Because you wanted to? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I wanted to get out of school early. That's why I did Oh, I get to leave an hour early and sit on Attended a school where we had the student safety. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I went to Anderson, so like we used to literally, it was like on Cobbs Creek, people used to speed through, so we literally used to help like the crossing guards and stuff. Stop! <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, my whole family, like they just was like, yo, like we knew like just the way I was when I was younger, like I was gonna be a cop. And um, what solidified it for me is like, um, you've been in a car with me, you know, I drive fast as shit. Yeah, you uh, So, Jazz I, hate I, <laughs> I grew up on 59th Locust and 60th Street was crazy back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I used to literally see cops flying up and down 60th Street with lights and sirens on. And I'm like, so hold up. To the point, so it's y'all fault that they put them little fucking medians in the. <laughs> nah, nah, that girl actually messes up. That yeah, messes up. Yeah. Like, we can't get to our, we can't get to these house fires. Yeah. We can't respond the way we respond because. Yeah, these damn medium. all over the place. But these yeah. like that because people smacking out, flipping their cars over in the middle yeah, of the block because yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. just ro- driving fast. Yeah. These hug hacks and all that. I hate them jokes, yeah. man. But, um, yeah, man, I, you get the, literally, I saw them niggas drive as fast as they wanted while they was at work. I'm like, this, I'm, like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. So, yeah, it was, a, it was like, it was a bunch of different things, but, um. Yeah. So, as a black police officer, right? What goes through your mind when these unjust killings be happening to our people? They're unarmed. They got their hands up. 
what goes through your mind when all this stuff happens and is there is there being a change like what is the conversations at the the precinct precinct what is the conversations at the precinct what are the what could be the possible changes for that um so first things first whenever i see uh like one of these videos about like us because just because i'm a police officer i take this uniform off and i'm still a black man Mm -hmm. um so when i see us getting killed by the police i do i i I usually dip off and i pay attention to it i watch it um because every single one of them isn't good and every single one of them isn't bad do y'all get the information before we get it the real information george floyd i literally saw that shit on instagram because i worked the night before and like i slept most of the day and literally i didn't watch that john until i got to work and i immediately wanted to leave work like i was so bad like i didn't want to see another cop after i watched that george floyd video like that i've never been that pissed off like never been that enraged over like a video that i saw like literally had to leave work early um mm-hmm. and i was i was pissed um like some of the situations you look at it and you be like ah i see why the cop felt like he was threatened or uh, uh, that could have went either way um but lately it's been more and more of the cop was wrong period and um the cop with the police i was about to say at that point is he a cop oh he a cop Right. <laughs> you know how like you got like uh, niggas and black people. <laughs> um, um, but no, uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's hard um, because when you a police officer and you out here trying to make a difference, like, and then one of those videos come out or somebody do some crazy stuff with this uniform on this is one of the only professions where it's not localized like this happened in minnesota and i know in philadelphia we're gonna feel the ramifications of it and it's like 10 steps back yeah no matter how much you try and try and do good you know what i mean police officer police officer police officer and um that's tough so serge got a scenario for you uh, white dude becomes a police officer. Um, he never in his life stepped foot into the hood. He never came across a black person. If he did, it was a Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't think Russell Wilson was in the hood ever in his life? Never. Yeah. Probably not. Probably He's not. suburban. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sierra, Sierra might be the hoodest thing he ever Yo. came across. And if Sierra is anything like I think she is, she's definitely she smell like cocoa butter. That don't mean she ain't hood. I know a lot of hood joints. No, she's not cucumber melon, but cocoa butter, shea butter. I know some hood joints. She just smell yeah, like I knew, I knew. Yeah, this is hood joints. I'm trying to think. You know some hood joints that smell like cocoa butter. I'm gonna tell you what's in that time. People stay on memory lane with that, y'all. But yeah, like they never step foot in the hood. None of that. The first time they ever step foot in the hood. Is with that badge and that gun and that uniform. It's kind of go back to what you were saying, but in your line of duty, like you've seen that ladder, 
in your hood. You always wanted to become a firefighter, and then you became a firefighter and a ladder that you grew up seeing. So, why do they, do they, first of all, put white people, white men, white women, in those type situations? Like, the first thing, the first call they get, straight in the hood. And now they don't know how to act. Is it, is it like, is it fear? Like, the way they handle them, Jones, is it fear instead of de-escalation? Like, like why, do, why do they do that? Why do those situations happen way too often? All right. So, um, in my opinion, it's two types of... Uh, it's two ways that can go, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the fact that um, you see a lot of white folks or white police officers in the hood is because um, the disparity in, like, diversity and hiring... Um, in, in, in any police department, it is a white male dominated profession. So um, right now, the Philadelphia Police Department is composed of probably like 27 to 30 percent African-American. Um, we make Dang. up we make up 44 percent of the city. So um, our police department should reflect our population, which it doesn't. So. That's one reason why um, you have, you know, some new white cops in urban neighborhoods. It's just because they outnumber us on the job. So, um, there's two types of them, though. Um, and uh, I was fortunate to have a white partner that, uh, he was a little hood. He was in my way. Um, oh, my, my Chris, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy. So, Chris, right? yeah, my Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> so, um, you know, not all white cops are, are, are terrible. Um, you have those white cops that actually get on this job to, um, help people, but sometimes they get jaded. You, you put them I'm in I'm assuming a, it's easy, easy as hell for them to get jaded. <clears throat> it is. So it, you it, come it, in like Jake and then you leave like somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um. You come into a situation where you want to help people and your first couple calls, you might get MF'd, you might get clowned. Y'all saw the, the, the video of the white boy, they were talking about his uniform. We like gonna get, that's the next one. Um, we gonna get to them. <laughs> uh, so, so, so they come in, you know, with, with good intentions and, and they get jaded. Knowing they a fucking rookie. And you got, <laughs> and you got that subculture of the ones that's like, I told you those people were animals. Told you you couldn't help them. Told mm-hmm. you you couldn't save them. Kensington is an exact reflection of that shit. Yeah, but Kensington a melting pot, man. You 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 don't just run across like black people. It's a lot of white folks, a lot of Hispanic folks. Like Kensington is uh, yeah, humble. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that heroin is crazy. Like it don't it don't yeah. have no pick. Yeah, so you got those, and then you have. Um, then you have your white officers that like come from the Northeast, don't like black people, already have a preconceived notion of how they are. They talk to people about what they want to do and how they want to do it. And they come in with this mentality that like, I'm the boss and, and they could be 19, don't have no life experience. Do they get humbled in your precinct by y'all? Or is it like kind of one of them? It's more of them, so less of us. We can't really make a there, change. There are moments. A lot of people feel like 
oh, cops see, uh, cops see what other cops are doing, and um, and and and, and at this thin blue line, and they need to, they need to, they need to talk to them. If you actually think about it, growing up or dealing with cops, it's typically the same couple of cops that everybody in the hood don't like. Facts. It's not. It's not. Facts. It's not the whole district. It's just two, four, a couple cops. And our so, complaints don't. I don't want to say they don't matter, but we be complaining no, for years. I don't so, get complaints for years on years and still see them same cops. So what happened is, me and my partner, we ride around together. And we ride around and we go to different things together. So if two if two dudes that's terrible are riding around fucking with everybody, I don't see that. I show up when they fighting somebody or um, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a job. And typically, my reputation on the Philadelphia Police Department, I better not see you doing new shit to my people. Like, I, I'm not having it. Um, but that's my reputation. Everybody isn't like that. So, but typically, them, them boys is working by themselves. They're on an island by themselves, and they fuck with people. And you might hear little murmurs about it, but black people in Philly don't complain the proper way enough. They'll want to argue on the street. They'll want to talk shit. They want to talk shit amongst themselves, but they don't go to internal affairs. Like, when... Folks go to internal affairs. Can you explain that so 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 we can know the proper way to do that? <laughs> so um, because of all of these like senseless killings, because of mistreatment by law enforcement, um, I actually do something called uh, a Know Your Rights seminar, where I'll talk to different groups of young black men, young black women, <clears throat> about the rights that they have as citizens when encountering the police. And it's called surviving the encounter, right? A lot of people want to argue with the cops right then and there. What you want to do as a young black man or young black woman is, you want to go home. You want to survive the encounter. And that means yes sir people until, until they just leave. If they treat you bad, if they steal something from you, if they put their hands on you, you can ask for a supervisor, you can go to the district, you can go online, you can make a complaint, you file a complaint, somebody will get back to you, um, they follow it up. When enough complaints are made, that's what gets officers moved, transferred, reviewed. But if you argue with them on the street to the point where it becomes hostile, y'all having a shouting match or whatever, um, it's just not on, Going your favor. Going your favor. It's, 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 it's not. It's not going to go in your favor. So we call it like street corner lawyering. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to win on the street. Like just. I mean, unfortunately, you just got to suck it up and go through the proper channel. And that's what, like, we always want to do things the easiest. Um, Without, you know, without, without, like, without putting the work in, you know what I mean? Like, bite your tongue. You know this person is terrible. Make a formal complaint and follow through because you actually might stop this person from victimizing somebody else. Um, but you got to make the complaint. 
you're gotcha. not gonna win on the you're not gonna win on the street. Gotcha. So essentially, you gotta make a sacrifice. I don't even know if it's a sacrifice. I'm gonna tell you why because I've had certain conversations with people like a lot of times, like just think about life. You go through stuff and you don't understand why you go through it, but you literally didn't even go through it for you. You went through it to help somebody else with a different situation. So you kind of was like that sacrificial lamb for whatever the situation was to educate, to give knowledge to the next person. So they go through it, I can like help you balance it based off of like what I went through. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. I agree. All right, so Serge, I got a couple questions. <clears throat> More like rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Wow. <laughs> Wait, oh shit. <laughs> shit did that. Pew, pew. <laughs> you don't shoot guns. I'm trying to search. Shit, Serge don't give a <laughs> Serge is riding. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I, that day we was in the club, I thought Serge was going to be on some shit. Like, yo, I'm a police officer, man. Don't don't, don't put me in risk like that. that when you, uh, when I tap me in, yeah, yeah, tap me in, Serge was like, what we doing? I was like, that's my nigga for real. <laughs> so, uh, I, I have no knowledge or uh, memory of this particular situation. <laughs> I, forgot we was, I forgot we was potting for a second. <laughs> so, when you hear these statements, tell me what you think. You couldn't shoot him in the leg, you had to kill him? Um, so, that's one of the biggest uh, Hollywood misnomers <laughs> ever. Um... So, when a police officer uses a gun, it's deadly force. Point blank, period. There is no shooting the wound. There is no shooting the gun out of his hand. There's no shooting the door and knocking him over. Um, when, uh, when you pull a gun out, whether you're a cop or a civilian, the intent is to kill somebody. Because if you shoot a person in their leg, one of the biggest arteries you have in your body, the femoral artery, runs mm-hmm. through your leg. If I shoot you in your leg, you will die fast. If I shoot you in your leg and hit that artery, you will die faster than if I shoot you anywhere else in your body. So, shooting in even your leg, the heart, even 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 the heart. Get because, out of here. Because because um, you you gotta it's gotta pump through all the all of this. Mm-hmm. So um, we shoot center mass because. It represents the biggest target for us to hit. So trying to shoot somebody in the leg. Neutralize. Somebody shoot trying to shoot somebody in the leg. Let's say we on Kensington Avenue. And I'm trying to shoot somebody in the leg while they're running toward me or away from me. They turn sideways. So populated. That bullet is gonna miss that leg by that little movement and hit three junkies walking down the street. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> or a kid. Or whatever, you know what I mean. You, you 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 go for center mass because it represents the biggest target, and when you pull the trigger, that's what you're doing. You're doing this to, I mean, you don't want to kill somebody, but you've escalated that force continuum. We have something called a force continuum, and you went from the lowest level to, oh man, this person is either going to hurt me or they're going to hurt other people, and I need to stop it. Um, so that's why we don't. That's why it's, it's it's just no such thing as shooting and shooting a heart. Right. So in all actuality, Michael Lowry is right. Marcus Burnett is wrong. <laughs> it was retired though. He ain't want no problem. It was three bad boy movies, bro. Mike kills Mike. Oh yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, yeah, about yeah. Two, three people yeah. every movie. All right, next one. You ain't shit without that badge. Some of them ain't. Put that badge down and run with me right now. I bet you won't do it. You know what? Man? <laughs> 
And this is where it don't break for the for the for the for the, for the, for the culture. Uh, more often than not, people that say that to me, my uniform, my badge is actually protecting them. Me wearing this uniform is more protection for them than it is for me. Because if I was walking down the street in regular clothes, they wouldn't look me in my face or say anything to me. Um, in this uniform, I have to conduct myself in a certain type of way. Outside this uniform, you talk reckless to me like that, I'll put these hands on you. like. No, this without this badge and this gun, your ass is whipped. Period. Like that's that's, that's it. Um, I, I just I I never understood that because I'm like, yo, if you that gangster, like, like go for the title. You know what I mean? Go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just do it. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that time do y'all encounter like like real hood shit as firefighters? Like on some shit where you gotta be like. Yo, don't let this fire. I, I will put you in the fire, nigga. I don't just, I don't just, I don't just get rid of him. <laughs> so, our encounter with people is a little bit different because uh, people because they're the good guys. Everybody love, like fire. Yeah, they love, they love fire, fire. They love fire, fire. So, the only time we get somebody that's uh sort of like outraged like that is uh they upset that. We got we got to take their family to Mercy Hospital, Mister Kilakodi, bro. You, yeah, so we'll yeah, get into yeah. a, we'll get into a debate with I that. Like, that. I, I, I ain't mad at that. One thing, I, one I, thing. I'm gonna take down. my family members to Einstein. Bro, Don't listen, take them to Temple. I got. I was at work one day. I got a phone call. They said, "Yeah, we, uh, your dad is at Mercy. I'm out." I was, work, I was working for the yeah, school at the mercy, time. Yeah, mercy. Ah, right now, no. Oh, Yo, big fella, what's have, up? Have mercy, me. Like, bro, you good? Like, you, you, you all right, Pop? Like, what, you need some water or something? Like, what's, what's up? There's no way, cuz. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next one. Uh, you got bullied in high school, did So, I never was bullied in high school. These not directed towards no, no, you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I just, just give it some context. Um... I was never bullied in That's a question school. you were bullied in the hospital, wasn't you? That's how nigga that's how I heard that's that the, shit a whole bunch of times. That's what people think about cops. Like like oh, when they when you, they just be too rough you, and shit like you became, like, yeah, like you, you became you a got, cop. Yeah, because you, you got a cop bullied, to get now you back won. yet to get back at all of the people that bullied you or or just a saw movie? Um, <laughs> no, like so some people so, yeah, say that probably because, oh, that's because I didn't see any shit. No, that's that's like that's like an angel like Because people be like, yo, you you didn't have the power when you were younger. Right. Now you have the power. When you was out there getting punched on and shit like right. that. Yeah. Right. That's like that's like uh, James St. Patrick the Angel. He was a drug dealer. She's a lawyer, but she wasn't a lawyer before that. Mm. Yeah. So um, uh, no, like I wasn't really in high school or middle school. Like I, I was never super confrontational though. I'm by no means a, a tough guy. Um. Like, I just wanted to help people. And a lot of cops um, picked this job for, uh, I mean, as quiet as it's kept, it's like a really, really good living for, like, if you only, like, have a high school diploma, like, you can make really good money, really good benefits. And for some people, it's like a family business. Like, it's like generations of them are cops mm. because they can make good money. Um, you definitely got people that was bullied. You definitely got people that that, that has, has had a, has a chip on their shoulders. 
like like it's, it's no doubt but the overwhelming amount of cops pick the job for selfish reasons like um benefits being able to carry a gun um the just the you know well i don't know about now but back in the day like it was cool to be a police officer you know what i mean you got like a certain level of respect you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah that whole people were bullied or whatever because we got to carry ourselves with what we're supposed to carry ourselves with um you know just a level of professionalism that like you can't just go around punching on people because you know what i mean you you trying to get back at people that bully you in school so mm-hmm. that's your next one hold on i got a question and i know it's not down there are, do you would are you more calmer out of uniform than you are in uniform Yeah, I'm way I'm way more laid back. Like at work, I have to be ready for whatever. So, um, and there's certain situations that warrant like a decision has to be made. Like when I'm in uniform and I get called somewhere, I have to say, you sit down, you do this or whatever. Like I gotta be on. Right. When I'm off, I'm typically relaxing, I smoke a cigar. I, like I like to chill when I'm off because when I'm at work I always got to be on so I'm definitely more laid back when I'm on. Gotcha. Next one. Defund the police. Defund the police. Mm-hmm. Um. I understand where it comes from, but. When you say defund the police to uh, a city that the homicides is rising in, when you say defund the police to like a city that already is like like their police department is understaffed and they can't come to you when you have a car accident, they can't come to you like when somebody breaking your house, um, you gotta wait hours and hours and hours. Um, the only thing that defund the police works for is the people that are gentrifying the hood, like that works for them because um, they already have what they want and they have what they need. Mm-hmm. Defund the police is going to hurt more than it's going to help black people in the hood. And a lot of black people in the hood, when all of the riots and stuff was going on and they still had to go to work and it was people who didn't look like us out here destroying stuff, the, the black people, aunties and all of them, was like, listen, I, I hear what they're saying, but like, we like seeing y'all ride around here. We wish y'all rode around here a little bit more because this stuff wouldn't be going on. So um, defund the police, I, I just, I, I don't think it's practical. Um, and a, a lot of people in the hood, except for the people who want to, you know, do bad shit, uh, mm-hmm. they the only ones that want to defund the police. Gotcha. We need the Batman. <laughs> the last one that we got Y'all that bored that you want to just fuck with people Yeah no I don't want to be bothered <laughs> Like I come to work I come to work and I don't want to be bothered But just like any other profession You have Responsibilities Um and Uh it's not boredom it's typically like what people don't understand is the amount of crime or the amount of calls drive the way the police 
um, are in your area. Like, if you live in an area where it's not a lot of robberies, not a lot of shootings, not a lot of burglaries, you're not going to have a lot of police in your area. But if you live in an area that um, there's a lot of crime, then police patrols are going to be directed to that area. Um, nine times out of ten cops, they just want to come to work and get paid and go home. Like, especially, like, in Philly, like... Can I, we really not sit on the corner? Like, is that, like, unlawful? So, <laughs> so, 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 so it's not unlawful, but it is something... Like, if you're not hustling. So, but see that the, the, the difference is uh, like, unless I work in an area um, every single day, like I work in a citywide unit. So we travel from area to area to area based on the crime. Um, so I might roll through. I don't know who the hustlers are, or who not the hustlers. Mm -hmm. um, hanging out on the corner is something called loitering. Um, you can sit on the corner, but you would be considered a loiterer. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's anything wrong with hanging on the corner, but when I go in an area, I caution people. I'm like, yo, you know they beefing up the street. You know they beefing with somebody that's not from this neighborhood. Where do most shootings happen? On the corner. Corner. Just to throw that out there, I'm 30, about to be 34. <laughs> I haven't chewed on a corner in about good 14 years. Corner, <laughs> corner, corner. Chinese stores, Chinese um, you know, uh, like, and, and, and it's no longer like these bulls pulling up with revolvers. Like, they got switches and ladders, mm. you know what I mean? Like, like Army guns, going, Call of Duty guns. They going, they going somewhere okay. to a target-rich environment and where they can cause the most wreck. Like, and I, I go through it, I'm like, yo, like, y'all need to clear this corner because I don't want to drive back by here in an hour and had to grab one of you off the ground, throw you on the back of the police car and take you to the hospital. Like, right. get out of here. Like, go to somebody's crib, chill in somebody's backyard. Like, I, I get it. Everybody don't have a whole bunch of space to do a whole bunch of things. But, like, this corner ain't it. But typically, you got a bunch of dudes on the corner. One or two of them might be hustling. It's, we all know. Like, it's the it's the cover. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And, and, and so it's not like, yeah, we just doing this to bother you. Number one, I don't feel like picking your lifeless body up off the ground later. You know what I mean? Like, go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's part of it is we care. And then another part of it is like, uh, we, we we know what's going on. And and people, sometimes they just so. That's the oh, best way this, that they this, draw this, attention this, to themselves. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I did, but a, a did you know moment right now. Did you know now cops can't tell you to get off the corner? No. Thank you. That don't so, mean still stay on the corner. Well, no, that's that's crazy though, Andrew, because that's scary for me. That my sisters and my brothers or my mom can't walk. They can't walk to the corner store without walking through a crowd of Dude, niggas on the so, corner, yeah. Yeah. and the cops can't tell them to move because of yeah. politics. And because I, I say that because like let's just say if I'm like uh, you know where I live at, Sadiq's is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Like I could literally walk down like locusts see somebody somebody else could be walking the other way locusts see us and we it's literally just us three on the corner just talking because we i'm going to sadiq's he's going to Cobb's creek to play ball or somebody else is about to go catch the train and we literally sit there for five minutes to just chop it up now when a cop see or a police officer see that now it's like 
some shit. But we literally was just on our path a different direction. How often has that happened? Because are we thinking for hypothetical? For me, probably like twice. Are, are we thinking hypothetical? Because more often than not, the police officers in that area, when they go to they clear know. that corner, yeah, they know. it's the same balls that was on there <laughs> the, yesterday and the day before. Yeah. They not bothering you. They not bothering you while you go get your water ice. Now, if you out there talking to one of the players that was out there the day before and the day before that, then you might get caught up in the... But yeah. You might be getting Patrick. You might be getting Patrick behind the door. You know what I mean? Like Steph got caught up when he went to get his chicken that day. When he was a young boy, he told me he went to turn oh, the chicken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you was a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I got a question. It's, 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 it's a serious question, but it's kind of funny. Where y'all get y'all gas at? I've never seen a cop car at a gas station. <laughs> no, real talk. <laughs> But that's what I—that's what I'm getting. Cause I, I never that's, listen. That's, that's, <laughs> that's G14 class. Say less. <laughs> just like you ever seen it? You ever seen the meat truck at the Chinese store? No, but they got meat. You see what I'm saying? So I got a funny question for you. Is there a oh, such thing? Oh, G14 class? Well, hold up. Yo, that's really. <laughs> Wait, I need to ask you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that, yo, yeah. So, um, is there really such thing? Is there ever such thing as a fat cop? Cause you know how like on summer shows and shit you see a fat cop. You never saw a fat cop. Give me, give me. I never saw it like 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 on the streets. On no. the streets, I ain't never saw a fat cop. Yeah, I ain't I've never seen a fat give me, cop. Give me, give me a couple years and invite me back to the pie. You see No. Uh, oh yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, pl- it's plenty. It's, it's in plenty. The film. It's plenty. It's plenty. Now, are they in the field? No, or are they going? Only time I see him in the field, I'm lying. Only time I see him in the field is like in the county, county. Yeah, no, it's because it, it's not much to do out there. You want to exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like the thirty fifth district. Yeah, it's plenty of out of shape cops. Um, some police departments do have uh, physical fitness standards, but most police departments, like you, got to pass a physical fitness test when you get on. You going through the academy after that? It's no standard. I think that it should definitely be a standard. I can't do a pull up because so I would never uh, do your job because, <laughs> because out of shape, out of shape either. cops. I pull up. Out of shape cops lead to uh, a lot of these um, bad shootings and bad incidents that uh, that, that, that we have. Like mm. either they're out of shape or they can't fight, and that's why they rely on. You take boxing classes, a gun. or you just like naturally like. So where we come from? I don't take boxing classes. I'm I'm not a big fighter. Like I don't I I use like verbal judo at work. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can I can talk people. Typically, I can talk people into these handcuffs. Um, sometimes I bullshit them, but most of the time, it's just a conversation. Like you don't want this. And if I do got to go hands on, like I just practice what works for me. Like every cop should have, or a police bo- officer should have um, a go-to move. Have their what works for them. Yeah. And 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 if you practice what yeah. works for you. Um, you'll be successful because everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. So, um, and that's typically what happens to these cops that feel like they need to shoot somebody is they get punched in the face and they plan <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> what was your plan when he punched you in the face? He not a cop. I, I didn't ask you. He said everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. I'm just asking. I, you don't know. I didn't do nothing to Malik. That wasn't the question. You said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Which means he was talking it. shit first and then he got punched in the you face. I had, had an argument the day before, so you saw you should know something was about to go down. And I got you had an argument the day before. I don't, 
Bro, I know you just said it like bro, if you it's knew. 20 years ago. At this point, I'm just throwing stuff into the story. Oh, like, you throw stuff you, into the story. I don't know. I was mad because I had all the fucking pretty girls in the class. Oh, hey, shit. Ass niggas. He wasn't in our class. You married him. Huh? He wasn't even in our class, though. Yes, he was. No, he was not. Bro. When I had Satyra, uh, Carmen, and Paula, he we, was in our class. He was not. He yes, he was. was. <laughs> right, Thank you for your service for a city that may or may not love you back, first of all. Secondly, the fact that y'all both said the same thing about that y'all wanted to do that since y'all were younger, there are so many young black men that don't have people to look up to that they wanted to do something since they were younger. Everybody wants to be a rapper or a ball player, but nobody wants a real, well, I'm not going to say not real careers, but career day people, if I must say it like that, because when we were little, we wasn't no rappers. It was chefs and teachers and dads and police officers and firefighters. It wasn't no chef when I was little. I was learning about the chef. For real? I knew cops. I knew, I'm sorry. Police officers, fire, firefighters, teachers, lawyers, doctors. We had, we had a chef when I was younger. Academy, we had a chef when I was my dad. Yeah. Um, he was like a teacher at the court on Google. So, mm. But, um, what was I about to say? So, Ty, what you were saying about it takes 20, you got five right here. That's first off. When you said that, I was just like, it's five right here. Because I tell them all the time, like, for me with the pod, it's literally about that. Like, trying to change it for the kids that's like, out here, bro. You're not, you're not my pop, you're not my brother, you're not nobody to me. But, like you said, I done went through that stuff. I done literally tell you, don't go here, don't do this, don't be over here. It's people that they not doing it. Um, Serge, I have a question. I have, I don't like to use the N word as a never, so I say ever. I have ever to been pulled over by a police officer. I don't care that. Don't say really like that. I bet. Jesus. <laughs> What's wrong with you? All right, so Good. Anyway, I was literally always told that it's, it's 10 and 2, you put the window down, and is is there a problem, officer? So what is, because now that I literally, I told my mom, I get pulled over now in 2022, mom, come outside, I'm on the way to the crib. Come outside, because they texting me. Because I'm not, if I didn't cook me up and, and I don't know that I didn't, because like you said, we see the video now, it's like, they black. Put your hands on the wheel. My hands are on the wheel. They outside, like what, stop. So. In, in that situation, like that scenario, as young black people, what do we do? Um, so what I, what I try and tell young men or just people in general, um, don't try and be a psychic when you get pulled over by the cops. Like don't try and figure out what you did, what's wrong, what's like, like I hate I hate when um, I pull somebody over for something and I walk up to them and the first thing they say is, what you bored? I ain't do nothing. I know I ain't. And I'm like, hold up, wait. Like, you in the car, I just pulled you over. Like, how about you let me come up to the car? How about you let me tell you what you did? Or I can tell you like, yo, you just left the gas station and you left your gas door and the gas cap but I come up and the first thing I get is not ass fuck cop and, and I'm like damn or you got a light bulb off in the back 
you sit in the car. You can't see the back of your car. You don't know the light bulb is out. I'm telling you so you can go over to Pep Boys or wherever and replace it. But if I come up and the first thing I'm going to do is fucking cop. Excuse my language. Um, I use a lot of things when I'm on green because I got to be a professional when I'm on green. But no, like, and then, and that's where the tickets come from. Like, in my that's opinion, what I was about to ask in you. my opinion, I don't like giving no people tickets because I'm, I work in the hood and I know it's hard enough to pay your bills. So getting tickets and they building up and you know, then I you ain't get, paying tickets then like you, month, then you, I then fucking you, want. Then I had to get, pay that then shit. Then you get booted and all that <laughs> stuff. So um, people that I give tickets to literally write their own tickets because typically if I pull you over, I'm pulling you over to let you know something. Something ain't right with your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you, you get all the time, gas cap hanging off, whatever. Um, and I saw you riding by, or um, your car matches the description of something in a previous crime. And I'm pulling you over. Um, like Chevy and Pilots are super common, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we might get a call, black Chevy and Pilots in the windows. Three, three guys just robbed somebody or just shot at somebody or whatever, right? Say you drive my, you drive a black Chevy and Paolo with tenant windows, you rob Bobby, right? I pull you over, you ain't do nothing, right? But I don't know, because the joint tenant, I heard it on the radio. I pull you over, you roll down the window, I walk up, I see you in the car, hey, have a good day. But if I get up to the car and it's, uh, no, I'm like, all right, well, you just dropped them off. All right, well, this is wrong, and that's wrong, and this is wrong. So since <laughs> since since we here, since we going since there, we here, then take this with you. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's why I tell people like, if you got tent, roll all the windows down. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. You ain't gotta be doing a whole bunch of looking back. Just keep your hands on the steering wheel. You know what I mean? The, the cop is gonna come up, and they're gonna ask you for your paperwork, and then you give them your paperwork. And if they don't tell you why they stopped you um, after they get your paperwork and they start walking back to the car, that's when you say, excuse me, officer, what, you know, what's up? But most of the time it's like, hey, um, pull you over, you need to license registration and insurance. Now you provide them with that. Um, typically, all right, you know, I stopped you because you ran a lighter. You ain't used to turn signal or this is out or that is out, whatever, you know what I mean? But if you on go, as soon as I come to the joint, now I'm like, damn, are you trying to spend me? Like, you got something in the car? Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, just chill. Just relax. So I got one more question before Ant goes into it. Um, see a lot of videos on social media, certain instances where a cop will tell somebody to do something. And then they'll yell at them to do something else. And then the person get confused. Put your hands where your face and your kneecaps are. And then the person be like, what? And then they end up getting hurt or something because they're not clear with their directions. Um, as a community, how do you know? Put your hands. <laughs> no, because I know exactly. I know exactly what he. I know exactly what you're saying, and that's on that's on the police, right? Gotcha. So, and it's it's super frustrating because I see it all the time, and it's like this person's about to do the hokey pokey, turn himself around. Um, I like so you're supposed to use contact and cover. One person is a contact officer. They're supposed to give out the verbal commands. The other person is supposed to shut up and pay attention to everything going on while this 
one police officer is giving verbal commands. Mm -hmm. But what happens? You get five cops pull up, all five of them telling you to do stuff, and you don't know what the hell is going on. And it's not on you, it's on the police. You do the best you can do. Um, and, 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 that, and, and that's just that. Now, I don't, like, I, I really don't have an answer for that one, because that's, it's goofy. It is. So, y'all both have families. Y'all risk y'all life every day with the jobs that y'all do. What is the conversations that you have with Leah, you have with Jazz? What is that conversation like? Like, how, how does that go with y'all? Like, are, are they, like, every day are they at ease? Like, are they, are they uptight about it? Like, how does that go with y'all? So, um, so for and me, y'all got the big too. So, so I know it's yeah, like, yeah. So, so for me, it only comes up when what we just had to go through. We just went through a line of duty death. Uh, we had a yeah. we had a house fire two weeks ago. Trapped six firefighters, um, and we lost we lost a lieutenant, uh, Sean Williams. Uh, my man Diddy was there. Deron Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah uh, that's my man. Yeah, so he's at ladder three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, me being up at the academy, um, like teaching, I'm, we assigned to the funeral details. So, it seemed like every time I'm up at the academy, because I go to the academy in spurts, every time it's a class up there, I'm up at the academy for four, four to five months. And it felt like every time I'm up there, we have a line of duty death. So, and the instructors take care of the line of duty death. So, I think what my wife's seeing how I was these last two weeks, um, it put me. It put me in a bad place because uh, I love this job, but we losing firemen to jobs, which is our bread and butter jobs, because of old structures, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So the conversation at home with the wife is uh, it only comes up during these times of line of duty, and, uh, and she always try to talk me out of out the hole, like, hey, da -da 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 -da. like, listen, I'm letting you know. God forbid, but if something was to ever happen to me, you and the baby is going to be taken care of for life. Because what happens is firefighters lose their lives. It's unsudden. It's like it's, it's, it, they didn't know that it was going to happen, mm -hmm. and that and there they don't have beneficiary. They don't have the people in the beneficiary. Um, mm -hmm. and now their family don't reap anything. Uh, and how the fire department is, if we lose our lives on the fire department, you get double. Your family, your wife, your kids—they get double up whatever the life insurance is, whatever the policy is. They mm -hmm. get double. So basically, I always joke around to my wife, "Dad, something ever happened to me, you become a millionaire." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, something in your food. <laughs> but, but no. Um, so that conversation, uh, it only comes around when uh, a line duty death is, and she see how it affects me. But it's like a conversation that nobody want to have with their family, but you have right. to have that conversation, like, yo. God forbid, but if this was to happen, da 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 you know what I mean? So, um, it's definitely, um, it's different. It's different. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, like I said, it's a conversation you don't want to have, but you got to have. But um, now that I got a little one, I try not to be so aggressive at work. I'm a, I'm very aggressive at work. Uh, I'll be inside building fires that I probably shouldn't be inside. I'll be on roof cutting holes that I probably shouldn't cut. Um... Because you know, like this joint rocking and rolling. We got heavy fire on the third floor, and I'm on the roof cutting a hole. This joint can give in any second, but I still do it. But I, I definitely change my aggression now. My aggression is definitely calmer now. Like I'm more when I pull up to a house fire. I actually, um, I'm in a different mode. Like I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I see. We got 
black smoke. All right, black smoke means that something burning inside. Oh, we got brown smoke. That means the building on. That means the structure of the building's on fire. Right, I might not be going right in that joint. Let's get some water on this joint first because it, it it does it changes my it changes how I am now. And every house fire I go in there, I wear my mask. I didn't I didn't before. So for 14 years, I would we we came on the department where though you supposed to eat the smoke, like you know what I mean. But now cancer is a big a huge thing. So I wear my mask now. So. What about you, sir? Um, yeah, I, I I don't typically talk about the crazy stuff that happens at work when I go home. So, hey, babe, how was your day? Oh, it was good. Hey, babe, be safe at work. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely what I'm going to do. Just, like, try and keep, keep her at ease. Um, you know, fortunately, I was on the, the job before we met, so... Um, I love bearded surge because when I see bearded surge, that means you're not at work. That means that means you gonna be out this motherfucker for like a month. Yo, so so the crazy thing about that is that's hurt surge. So like we, so like uh, so yeah, so like I try not to tell her about all of the crazy stuff that happened because I don't want her up at night while I'm while I'm at work worrying. Um, and I let her know, like, hey, listen, um, I definitely think about, uh, you know, my family when I go in, I say a prayer and um, I do everything that I can to keep myself out of harm's way. But um, the, 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 the bearded surge that you saw came uh, as a result. I got drugged by a car. I was chasing mm -hmm. the dude that did a shooting and um, I got drugged by a car. Um, and that was the first time where I had to literally call her because I knew it was gonna make the news. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, yo, I'm good. Like, you know, we got the bad guy, but I'm a little jacked up. Uh, somebody gonna come get you, bring you to the hospital because I'm laid up right now. Um, oh, they go get her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm. you don't want somebody, a family member, like all emotional Trying and stuff. Driving. That's pretty dope, though. Um, That's dope as shit. So, Something happened to me. The post office ain't calling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they gonna call my wife. That's about it. Or they ain't like, yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. That's, that's a rule. So, that's a rule in the fire yeah, department. So that was uh, no matter where you dope. live at, they coming to get her. So that was like dope. one of the first times that uh, that like she she experienced it. Like I've come home with like you know some bumps and bruises. Um, but yeah, I just try and, you know, let her know, like, listen, I, I'm a professional. Um, I do everything I can to like mitigate, uh, injury and, and stuff like that. But, um, it's part of the job. And, uh, like Ty said, Hey, this is, this is, uh, this is what we got going. You know what I mean? And, um, hopefully, you know, we never have to, to, to deal with that at that level, but it, it's definitely a possibility. Um. And I know she worried because she worried about everything. So, um, you know, just trying to, you know, tell her about the good jobs and be like, yeah, I chased the car tonight and I stopped at all the red lights, but we still caught him. <laughs> <laughs> so, sir, let me ask you a question to piggyback off of that. <laughs> Shoot. Do, um, is that an excuse for some cops? What? I got to get home at night. Mm, that's a good ass question. <sighs> no, because. How can I, how, no, I'm lying. I'm lying, I'm lying. In this climate right here, right now, yes. When I first came on a job, more cops were like those, more police officers were like those, um, like the guys on cops. 
ripping, running, gunning, you know. Um, but now I, I'm starting to see a, a little bit of a change and more of a like, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that. And some of it is warranted because of the anti-police sentiment. So some of the things that cops could get away with before and get the benefit of the doubt, mm -hmm. they don't now because um, of all of the videos that you see, all of the misconduct that's been brought to light. So some police officers are definitely like, yeah, uh, that ain't worth it. I ain't, I'm not doing that. Like I got a family to provide for. I got a family to, to get home to. Um, case in point, I used to chase cars religiously. If a car took off on me and I just like had that spidey sense, like, yo, this boy up to something, he got a gun, whatever, whatever. I would, ch I would chase this bull all over the city. Now, um, that shit was always wild when I see this. <laughs> now the rules have changed a little bit. Um, our pursuit policy has gotten a little tighter, partly for, for some good reason. Like you don't want to just be chasing everybody and a car run into a van or family driving somewhere and the person just ran cause they didn't have a license. So some of it, you know what I mean? Like you got to chill. Um, but other is just like, no, I'm not, I'm not putting my career because at the end of the day, like I have really good intentions because I know this person is up to something bad, but, um, it's like risk reward. I'm probably going to see this person again, um, or run across them again where I have a better situation. So I'm not going to risk my career and my livelihood, um, to catch this person. Um, this eventually going to get get caught up. So yeah, you 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 know you you definitely have more of that now um, as opposed to before when we could kind of just tear shit up and it not be any consequence. <laughs> Piggybacking <laughs> off of that, like, is is there a thin line between being brave and being nutty? Like, yo, that was brave as shit. That was nutty. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking? Like, is is like like what's the balance between that? Like, is is there a thin line between it? You don't think about it. You you don't you don't, you, you don't think about it. Like like Ty said earlier, he's an adrenaline junkie. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like, um, if I'm chasing somebody and they run through a house and jump over a wall, I'm right I'm right behind them. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on them, and when I catch them. And cuff them up, and my adrenaline like lessens, and I'm replaying it, and I'm like, damn, like that could have been bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I be the part with your like, like, why the hell I do that? Like, it's just, it's one of those things where literally, like, afterward, you like, damn, like that could have went all the way up. Like, yeah. but you just you 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 act. You know what I mean? You act, and uh, and um more often than not like that's you know when you stop and think is the times you you get hurt you know what i mean when you mm. get when you get a little scary that's the time when you get hurt when you like just go you know what i mean you you you, you just go so yeah i don't typically you don't you don't you don't recognize until after so. mm. can i piggyback now um so it's like a like a two-part question so what was from the beginning like when you first started where it was like that one job where it was like i'm not gonna if ever, like you had that moment where it's like, I can't, I'm, I'm not making this, and then that job where it's like, no, this is this is my life. 
Like, I want to do this. Oh, exactly. I know y'all did this, like, not did it, but y'all said that y'all wanted to do it since you were children. But once you got into it, when it was literally like, okay, no, I knew that I really wanted to do this since a kid for a reason now. That like, was, it was the one, reason. That's one of the questions. Is it, I, didn't, I told y'all, don't be in the trouble. I don't stories care. from the line of duty. <laughs> 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 like, what was it? What's a scary story? What's a, what's a funny story? Yeah. So, just to answer your question. I can die on this job. Like I'm saying, old oh, age. Hey, yo, you still 99, you still doing this shit? I love this, y'all. I, I, I love running into burning buildings. You I do. sound like a real firefighter. Like, I, I, I do. Like, I her, her dad was a firefighter. Top flight security. Her yeah, he, got, he said, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I, I agree. I've never had a moment where I was like, you know what? It's time to hang this shit up. Not, Not hang it up, but like, that was just like too much. Well, no. Yeah, that's what I really mean. Like, this is like, okay. I need yeah, work. I mean, you definitely have situ- like, like, like days that are harder than others. But like I said, it's it's never been a time where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this alone and do something else. Like, I, I just, I, I. I don't know if I'm gonna die of age on this John. You know, firefighters right. they get to the, they get to the hang out in the firehouse and cook and all that stuff. You know, they they you know it's kind of lit being a firefighter. And I always, no invite, and I always invite him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely, I definitely pull up. I see uh, no I definitely pull up. But um, no, I could do this for a while and uh, and, and 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 enjoy it because the 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 appreciation you get from people that you help out. Or you catch somebody that criminalized them or victimized them or a loved one, like that drives you to want to do to want to do it every day. I mean, you every day isn't like that. Like you mm. got to shovel a lot of crap, but um, you know it's just worth it when you can s- serve the people that you signed up to serve. Like, mm. uh, one more question, Serge. Is it? Is it? I want to say like disrespect. I don't know, but when you like how we know you as a police officer and you have like friends and stuff like is it okay for them to like check on you as far as like when you got your uniform on they be like you got your vest on uh absolutely (laughs) absolutely i I, I can explain why though absolutely so um that like that makes you that 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 makes you you know you feel the love like my my homies like always checking in on me. Yo, you good? Like, yo, like anytime you hear something going on with like police officer, he dropping a text. Yo, y'all good? What's up? You know what I mean? Everything cool. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that, that, that's, you know, we appreciate it. You know, we might not be outwardly like, oh, I appreciate it, but we appreciate it. Mm. Okay. Um, what are some current things in y'all work life and personal life that y'all think y'all can improve on? I think Todd kind of touched on it in terms of like his aggression. I was yeah. about to say that him stopping think, yeah. running in the burning buildings. I think, I think he answered that when he said you scope it out before you yeah, go in there. So I think, yeah, I think Todd kind of answered I'll, that already. I'll laugh. Probably, you know, probably, you know, go I'll, more I'll into it. I looked at Serge and I laughed because a couple weeks ago we had an event and we was like wired to like a point of no return. Or I say I was like, <laughs> like, and it was funny, right? Because we did we 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 the leaders of our organization, 
and they was worried about us. Like they was like, yo, y'all ain't riding the bikes like that. And, and we got a rule, like we don't ride our bikes drunk. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. But when we had this particular event every year, we got to ride our bikes to this event. And this particular event, Serge was worried about me the whole time and they was worried about Serge. So they all over there. <laughs> Serge, it's like, they, they all, it's like, yo, yo, Serge, you can't drive like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Serge worried about me. I'm over here. He like. this, And the same way he talked, Regular is how you talk when you're drunk. Like, you be like, I mean, dude, it's, it's not that bad. It's cool. Like, think about it. Like, did I really do anything crazy? Right, like, right. That, like, that's exactly how you talk when you're drunk. And it was crazy, y'all, because, like I said, they was all working. They surrounded him. Yo, we taking your keys. We taking your keys. <laughs> I pulled off. So he's like, yo, I'm worried about him. <laughs> Y'all worried about me? Gotta let him pull up, and he looked farther than me. So what's crazy? Definitely look farther. <laughs> I talked to him the next day, and I was like, "Dude, don't we do that no more. We need a rule, like whether it's just for me and you, or whatever it is. We can't be driving on our bikes like that no more. Like, so if it's anything that I can improve on, as a father, as a as a as a as a husband, and just as a friend, it's just in general as a person." Um, it's me controlling, because I feel like I'm an occasional drinker, mm. but because our hobbies is motorcycles, we ride to these places. Like so, it's mm. like I ain't gonna ride my car if we got bikes. Like we go to ride to go out, happy hour, sips, have a good time. So it's like yo, so now it's like yo, I can we a minimum one or two, no more. Keep on throwing them back because when we have events, people come and support us. Let me buy you a drink. You buy your drink. You buy your drink. Next thing you know, we got ten shots in us because everybody showing us love and supporting us. So, so, so my uh, my secret my secret weapon is uh, salsa water and lime juice. It looks like tequila and lime juice. So um, that's, that's so you be ordering I'll, that. That's what I'll be sipping on the bartender. Name. And they be thinking that you are bartender. Yeah, now toward the end of the night. Toward the end of the night, I definitely toss a couple shots back. But in the beginning, like, because we usually got to speak and thank people and do all of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's salsa water and lime juice. Oh, yeah, give them a, whatever you're drinking. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's just it's my little secret weapon. That's um, dope, though. But uh, to answer that question, um, I, number one, um, I'm getting older. So um, I need to, like, as you all was talking about fat cops. I need to like take my physical fitness um, a little bit more seriously because um, I'm not as fast as I used to be. And it seemed like these young boys is getting faster and faster. <laughs> and I think I'm just getting slower. Um, I, I need to sleep more. Um, like I, I burn a candle at both ends. Like it's crazy. And um, work-life balance. Um, I enjoy work a lot to where as though like when they ask me to come in like I don't say no I mean the money is good that's typically the motivator and um you know my wife like nice things so <laughs> but she also likes for me to be home um and uh I have to I gotta I gotta balance that out a little bit more especially with, with having a having a new baby so if that like 
changing some things. And then I got a lot of extracurricular activities. <laughs> so I'm like always out the house and I need to be in the house more. So that would probably be like the the thing that the, the things that I, I need to work on. Hmm. Um Clutch Kings Motorcycle Club. Are the majority of y'all law enforcement or like firefighters? So we got six firefighters, five police officers, and we made up of a group of 19. So Alright, so <laughs> when it comes to the bike community, that's Normally not the field for y'all. <laughs> How do y'all manage? All right, when did it get started? How did y'all get started? How long has it been? And how do y'all manage in the bike community as the bike club that y'all are? Because the bike club be on, be on some shit way back when. And I mean, some people got to... Before they even start a bike club, they probably got holla at the Wheels of Soul. Wheels of Soul, damn near. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> how did, how does that? How do you, how do y'all navigate in in the in the bike club world? So this is actually a me question. So this we, is because I I've been curious for a while. So we, so, so we started seven years ago, um, and we came together uh, because. We wanted to ride bikes. Like that was that was our main focus. You know, let's start. Serge was a part of another bike club, and I was a part of another bike club. He saw how that club was being ran. I saw how my club was being ran. So you steal some things from you know what was incorporated in you. So mm-hmm. we came together. You're like, yo, let's, we can do it. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's try it. And uh, I never forget our first excitement of getting our our first vest done up. Like you know what I mean? That was like a joy, like a, a biker boy's joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came together to ride motorcycles. So after that year or two of just us riding bikes and partying, we transitioned to giving back to the community. So now our focus now is to put a positive aspect in the negative parts of the community. Gotcha. So, um, dealing with other clubs like the Wilder Souls per se, um, we don't really run into line with them. You know what I mean? If you think about a highway, northbound and southbound, they're southbound. We're always northbound. Uh, we have two separate agendas. Uh, and the culture has changed. Before, the Wills of Souls was heavy into, you know, you got to come through us and this and that, and that's how things used to be. But when you sort of like a law enforcement motorcycle club, like that's what we are, we have LEMC, they sort of don't bother you at all. Um, you have some other clubs under them that try to, Come between, like, oh, how they got those colors on? So we had to do our research mm-hmm. too because we got three patch rockers yeah. and two patch rockers, and three patch rockers is considered an outlaw club. Mm-hmm. But if you look at our vest, we don't have MC on our vest at all. We mm-hmm. just have Clutch Kings, our patch, and Philadelphia PA at the bottom for that particular reason. So we don't have to deal with that. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So we did do some digging is around. This stuff that in. y'all had to find out, or y'all knew because y'all was in the previous. Motorcycle club. We, we we knew from being in the community. Um, that I think that's the I think that's the benefit of like not being arrogant, but the benefit of being thorough. Like we, whether we in our motorcycle club vests or in regular clothes, we from West Philly, 
we hang out, we do stuff, people know us, we know them. So when we came out, it was people in other organizations that knew who we were personally. Mm-hmm. And there were conversations that were had and it was like, hey, we not in that lane. We over here, this is what we about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that and that was that. You know what I mean? Like those relationships. So, um we didn't have to deal with a lot of the nonsense um that comes with um being a club in Philly or being a club, you know what I mean? So, we we was fortunate that our reputations um kind of spoke for what we wanted to do. So, we ain't, we ain't had to deal with like no no nonsense. I mean, it was a little, like like no, like like no, Ty no. said from clubs under the main Jones that wanted to ask questions and they thought that they was going to get some clout, but from the ask top questions from, or press y'all, you can say it. It wasn't necessarily pre- It wasn't no real pressure. It was more so like who y'all and and it was like to some people that weren't even on our level in our club and they reported it back and we talked to they. The people who pressed, we talked to their old heads, and their old heads had a conversation with them, mm-hmm. and it was, you know what I mean? Because it was one of those things where it's like, them bulls right there, they not even about that. So let lead them, lead them along. I do got one more question before we get out of here. What? The snitching culture in the streets, and the streets supposed to be ain't no snitching when it come to y'all. Fellow firefighter, do some nut shit. Yeah, I'm quite sure right, it ain't bro. no snitching, or if a cop do something, I'm quite sure it ain't no snitching. How is the snitch culture as a firefighter or as a police officer? Um, or let's just say telling. <laughs> snitching. Um, <laughs> snitching. <laughs> so one thing is, all right, two. Two different ways I'm explaining this. So when I'm dealing with the young bulls, I want to change the mentality. Mm-hmm. I want to change that mentality. I want to get that mentality away from them. Like, because if you kill my loved one, you tell a cop that's not snitch. You kill my loved one. Mm-hmm. Fact. You going to jail. Yeah. As a civilian, yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. On my job, I was in a bad accident um, on 55th in Baltimore a couple years ago. Um. I was tiller in the back of the ladder, and one of my boys. What does that mean? I was in the back of the ladder, driving the back of the ladder. So that's what it's called. It's called tillering. Tillering, yeah, right. yeah. So tillering is controlling. The, yeah, I didn't the know that's what that was called. I, right. I, I yeah, always see tillering. it, but I didn't know. But we don't have a brake back there. All we can do is steer. Oh shit! The driver controls the speed we go. So we was in a bad accident, um, 55th in Baltimore. We lost. We actually was out of control since 53rd in Baltimore. Um, so in two blocks slipped on the trolley tracks. He couldn't control it slipped on the trolley tracks Smashed five cars up and then ran into two buildings um, Damn everybody good my cat my yeah, yeah, the captain got ejected uh, And we had two guys uh, one, one guy with a broken leg and the Other guy just bumps and bruises. I was in the rear. So I was like cool. I was just holding on tight like So when disciplinary board came down to talk to us, like I knew he just had a newborn and they asked me like, yo, was he speeding? I'm like, y'all got video. You don't need me to tell you whether he was speeding or not. 
he was going box speed. Are you an officer at all? No. No. Do you want to be an officer? Yeah, I'm studying right now. Oh, he's going to be an officer. There ain't no question about it. Yeah, I'm studying. I'm studying. 14 years. Knowing you, I thought you probably would have, like, years ago. Yeah. yeah, That's what happens when you're deep in the trenches, man. You got to separate yourself. No, it's hard. Because I love driving. I love cutting roofs. And when you become an officer, you can't do that. you supervising. So, gotcha. It's a huge thing. Um, it's like captain, lieutenant, yeah, stuff it's like captain, that. lieutenants. They ride. They they, 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 they ride in the front. They, they really. All he doing is pointing. He's no more doing. You know I say, yeah, my best friend dad, like he used to tell her. That's how I know what that is. So I, yeah. don't, I don't none of that. So for that culture, like they, they kept on trying to get me to, to, snitch on him. Like basically, like yo, using the truck with him. Tell us he was out of control. He was speeding. I know he was out of control. He was speeding. He was. I'm gonna have a talk with him. Behind his curtain, I don't need. Mm-hmm. I'm not, because I know it will happen to him. They gonna take him for hours, which is our our, our minimum was ninety. Now the minimum is one sixty, and the max is three twenty. So I I knew he was going to get him that, and he was going to transfer him. And depending on the severity of the officer, he could have got fired. Damn. I'm not gonna be part of that paperwork because he was driving fast. That's our culture. We drive fast. You know what I mean? So I always tell guys now. That's why I'm up at the academy teaching is you can drive fast, but you need to be confident and can be able to control the apparatus. Yeah. You don't need a CDO to drive the long no, the no, no. The funny thing about it, when you be watching these fire trucks, they don't be going fast. Like when you like on the outside, it's like, yo. And I'm quite sure y'all flooring it. Just like except the driver, they be flooring it. It's not moving. As a, as a CDL, the, the fastest a, a, a fire truck goes is sixty-five miles an hour. Got you. Like, okay. The right, only way you look, pick up speed is if you're blowing through lights. That's fast. Though. As a CDL driver, yeah, it's right. That's a, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so just saying, like, when, when, you say, when you say they don't, it don't look like they drive. Yeah, it don't yet, look like. But that. when I see it. That should be fast. Yeah. And that's probably because I've been in trucks, track trailers, buses right. and shit. But that should be fast. And if your house is on fire, you want them to be. No, no, you, no, no. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, facts, you, facts, you want facts. them to speak. Like even when the ambulance come down, you hear the siren for like three blocks. And it be, to us, it's just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, what you doing? But I mean, I guess it's uh, only a certain speed they can go. So I guess that do make sense. Yeah, so ambulance ain't going to drive fast at all. Yeah, they be ambulance. Ambulance, ambulance get burnt out. They get probably. Uh, 19 runs in a 12-hour shift. It's crazy. So, yeah, they get burnt out a lot, and they don't get no lunch breaks, so they got to take breaks in, the, in, in between Especially calls. if it's like a busy uh, a wow. busy ladder, right? But, yeah, that either. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so yeah, so, like, I like I drive, I love driving, y'all, especially, like, if it's a house fire, I don't want nobody dying on my watch. So if I blow a run, which is not knowing the address, I just cause somebody their life. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. You, I ran this wrong or this and that. So that's why I'm big on our station. Like, yo, know your local. If you know your local, you save somebody's life, you save a citizen. But the snitching whole thing is on the fire department, we sort of like, nah, let the chiefs handle that. You know, you, know what I mean? you strike me as the first and last out ball. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Like, first one that on, on the scene, yeah. making sure everything good, last one to leave, making sure everybody good, taking an extra step, that extra care to make sure the yeah. family good. I like that, man. That's dope. You got to be intimate with the community. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel as though you got to be intimate with the community. And sometimes, depending on the situation, whether I go to a house um, that's not on fire for an EMS run and I see, like, holes in the mm-hmm. ceiling and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I knew what that was like coming up. So what I'll do is 
I got a contractor. I give them the information. I pay the information on. Solid. Or if I see kids living in the house and they land on box springs, mm-hmm. I direct them to my church, my pastor, and they got a hotline that they take care of. They'll give them bed frames and stuff. I like that. I like that. So I like that. I always just be that networking person in the community. You know what I mean? That's what's up. What about you, sir? Um, yeah, snitching on the police department is uh, it's tricky. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily call it snitching, but it's um. We have on the side of our police cars integrity, service, um, and honor. So um, integrity means doing the right thing when nobody's watching. So if you see something, you're supposed to say something, period. The difficulty to that is, like I was saying earlier, typically you got the same cops that roll around and go fucking with the same people. So if um, when I get there, if the money is stolen already, I didn't see him take the money. If the drugs are planted already, I didn't see him plant the drugs. You know what I mean? So it's kind of difficult because most of the times what happened, cops be fighting with people or doing whatever. They call the assist. Everybody flood in and then it's chaos. Right. So, um, of course, if you see something, absolutely say something. But more often than not, those dirty cops kind of operate within Each themselves other. Yeah, with this, yeah. and um you can't say for sure like oh yeah he planted the drugs on him or he stole his money like i wasn't there mm-hmm. like when like typically like when some stuff happened and i show up and people are like oh y'all and i'm like yo i just literally i i just pulled up like you've been here with the motherfucking longer than i have you see me see you see me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so it's tough um but um you know um there are times where if you see like somebody and that's what I love about these body cameras, like these body cameras, they catch everything. So if somebody hits somebody while they in custody, if somebody do some crazy stuff, um, these body cameras will pick it up. Like I'm a big fan of the body. Outside cameras. of the red light, is there other any other way that we can know that the drone is really on? No, I don't think so. Damn. Yeah, I don't think so. So where red light? That's the first thing I'd be. Where that red light? Step out the car. Let me, let me see your light. <laughs> Step out the car, sir. I need to see a flashlight. You know I, I pulled you over? I know I need to see that red light. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it can work against you. Sometimes it can work against you because. Yeah, if you. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say the cop wanted to give you a break, but now that drone is on body camera. Now it's like, damn! Like I caught you violating. I want to give you a break, but you want to see you want to see the red light. But you want to see the red light, so <laughs> you want to take these tickets. Yeah, that just, no, that just happened to me. Out, out where I live, uh, I was trying to catch the yellow light, and that joint just changed on me, and I ran that joint. And uh, as soon as the, it was a state trooper, as soon as he pulled me over. He's like, yo, I'm letting you know you recorded this. this and I was you like, you got your drone? Yeah, uh, uh, the fire, fire department? Yeah. License plate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was totally wrong. As soon as he rolled, he's like, let you know, recorded it. I was like, officer, I am completely sorry. I, <laughs> that drone changed so quick. Like, I definitely ran it like, man, he was like, you good. I'm going to take your information. So he came back. He winked the eye at me. Hey. Reason why I stopped you is because you had a tail light that was out, et cetera, et cetera. Go to the whatever, whatever, go get it fixed, this and that, and you go from there. 
and he gave me my information back. Mm -hmm. but, but he was recorded. But so that's not why like he gave but you he stopped right. because you're ready, yeah. even if I'm you, reading even red you light. said what you said. Yeah, like but yeah. you know what I mean? But he was like he's like, I'm stopping you. This is why I stopped you. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. and, and, oh, you got that one. You, you got that one on me. He, he I definitely. And I think a problem with, with us, like Serge touched on it a little bit, is one, you don't know what a cop is going through. You don't know how that they are. They are human beings just like we are. Mm -hmm. So, if you get pulled over by a police officer and you like, guess what? You just took that officer from being on five to ten. Once an officer's on ten, it's a wrap. You're done. Everything and everything's gonna go wrong for you from that point. And you gotta learn that. I learned that at early age, fifteen years old. Like Unfortunately, that's facts. You just elevated, you just you just took them from here to this. Now, everything is you about to get this ticket for. Like like Serge talked talk, talked about, like, and people don't understand, like, you don't have to be, oh well, crap, I wanna do a little bit and give you my job license. You're being a dick. Now you causing everybody in the car. Let me see how I did. Now your boy got a warrant or somebody else is that. Now I want everybody out. Now you can you, ask for everybody's ID in the car. Yeah, they, what? No, is I that, didn't tell is you the story. That, is that you, you need to watch Law and Order. So that, that you need to that, you know you need to be you need to move back to Albany with a thirty six. No, I just don't be in the car with multiple niggas. No, I, I got you, bro. You know how many times me and Brian got stopped? Like when we were like 16, 17 and never got a ticket. Stopped, and every time they stopped him, I've never. I'm. I ain't seen shit. Can I see ID too? I'm gonna reach right here and grab it. Like I, I don't want. Yeah, I ain't been so through. Yeah, I never been through. So yeah. that's the law. That's that's the law. If you're riding in the vehicle that um, is stopped for any motor vehicle um, violation, um, it's an investigatory detention. You and everybody in the car. Say that one more time. Investigatory. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, you know, everybody in the car, um, according to Pennsylvania state law, um, can be, uh, their identification can be requested. And, um, especially if you're, um, in a car, and let's say you're the passenger or you're in the back seat and you don't have a seatbelt on, you can actually, no matter what the driver is pulled over for, you can get a seatbelt or a, a citation for not wearing your seatbelt. The seat passenger belt. can get a passenger, citation? Passenger. Interesting. Can get, a, get a citation for not wearing your seatbelt. So, um, and just like a carpenter, police officers have tools because we can't act like every single person riding around in every car is clean. Like some motherfuckers is dirty. And just like a carpenter has tools, the police have tools in order to investigate people so that we can get bad people off the street. And what people don't understand is, well, I know my rights and I know this and I know that. And nine times out of 10, they don't. They just know what they homie told them about <laughs> what happened. We got tossed out in court or, or, or you know, mm -hmm. well, I know that I can. And no, 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 you don't. I ain't never going to say shit. Yeah. I'm going to call the <laughs> I'm calling sir. Right there. The second I feel like I'm fucking up. <laughs> Talk to him, Serge. Nah, you gotta face out. Serge. Face out. You know him? He ain't got no beards. <laughs>
happened to me twice. It was um, what well, happened to me more than two times. I would say it happened like three times. There was one time uh, me and B was at the bottom of my mom block. He had like a Mitsubishi Galant. And then there was a car coming down. It was Maisha's sister, Michelle, and a group of her friends. She had a white Impala with tents. Then literally, we both was like double parked because we were trying to like squeeze through. We going up the block. She coming down. On your mom block, you said, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't do that. I mean, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but they didn't stop the car that's quote unquote suspicious. They stopped the car with me and Brian in it. Never mm-hmm. gave Brian a ticket. So he took his uh, license, took my ID. Um, it was one night we was going somewhere, going through the driveway, and the cop just pulled up in the driveway out of nowhere. License registration. What am I being stopped for? Shut up. All right, you're right. Can I get your ID too? What I do? I gave him the ID. The third time it happened was when we was going, I think I was just turned 21, about to go out one night. And I don't think I've been in my Aunt Brenda's block, but she on Rubicam. So Rubicam is always somebody double parked, and so was Sheldon. Brian smoked the stop sign, which he knew he did. The cop started following us. So it's like, no, we're not going double park, no, and the cop is following, so we going around the block. If I, nah. if I see you turn up. No, like it, it was no, no, like it was like it was no no lights, no signs, no nothing. Cop is following, so like we never double block. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Like I, I, no. So, did it. so we went, we went around. <laughs> so this is the psychic part of the 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 policing jaw, right? The whole time they behind them, it's like, all right, we knew we blew the stop sign. They might pull us over here. They might do this. They might do that. Just do what you going to do. No, but they, no. So if, we were, if they we going to yank you, they going to yank you. No, and I get it. So <laughs> That's we were, why I said I'm going to stop. But I saw that stop sign and you see me, even, I'm stopping. It wasn't even the psychic aspect of it because like we were literally looking for parking. Okay. So as we go around the block a second time now, it's another cop car. So then but so then when they finally stopped, by the time they stopped us, um, it was, uh, it was me, Brian, Kenny, and Eric. So they stopped the car. They pulled me out, put me in cuffs in the back of the car. Pulled Brian out, put him in cuffs in the back of the car, and put him and Kenny in the same car. They ran out of handcuffs. They told Eric to put his hands on the seat. So Eric is in the back seat of Brian's car like this. Literally, you know, running the whole information, couldn't find nothing on us, let us all go. Then we go back to the car. I see Eric still sitting like this. So now I'm cracking the fuck up. We'd have been in a cop car for like 10, 20 minutes. I'm like, bro, why are you still sitting like this? He said, the officer said, don't move. So I didn't move. He was like, you know, we got you because you smoked the stop sign. No ticket, no nothing. So it's like, we went around this whole joint. You didn't put everybody in the cop court, took everybody out there. And then you don't give me the ticket. So it's like, I would, me, I would rather the ticket. I go do all that. So part of the fact is, too, like not speaking for service, um, just, just a, a black man living in the urban community, because we live in an urban community where crime rate is really high, mm-hmm. what four niggas doing riding in the car? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, so now I'm again, if it was like we like, we were not the people when we were like between like nineteen and like twenty three that looked like older, right? And I think that time here it was an Impala. It wasn't decked out. Like, it was none of that. It was a silver Impala. It wasn't no tent, no rims, no nothing. We looked like four or five of ass niggas in the car. Like so, we wasn't even on that type of time. Like it wasn't no alcohol. Like, it was nothing in the car. So that's where that's where. Uh, unfortunately, um, being black and living in the hood, and especially around Ruby Camp Street, like you already know. What so you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, you know, uh, a conversation um, could have been had and should have been had 
um, by the police officers to y'all, mm-hmm. they probably would have made the encounter a little bit better. Because um, if I stop people and um, and I, I gotta detain them for whatever reason, I'll typically say like, "Yo, this is what's going on. This is why I stopped you." Mm-hmm. Now, most people won't prefer to ticket afterwards. They, you said, oh, I'd rather get a ticket if I, I, do do I mean, and, and again, like that's just, you but know, most people, they're going to be like, all right, like we, we feel you. Cause I mean, typically I'm stopping you because I want to get a gun off the street. I want to catch somebody with a warrant or something like that. Like that, like that's why I'm out here. I'm out here to try and prevent crime. I'm not, I'm not out here to give people tickets. Um, but if it's four of y'all in the car and it's two of us as police officers, then the odds are not in my favor. So if this thing do go left, um, it's going to be a problem for us. Yeah, so, 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 so I'm going maybe three, three car cars. Maybe, 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 maybe either tell her by, let me see your hands, has my else come, or if I need to put two of y'all in the back of the car, and now it's only two of y'all in the car, so. The two in the car are secured. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Right. And then the other two, me and my partner can handle. So sometimes it's, it's, it's more of like, you know, just like, damn, we outnumbered. How are we going to run this? You know, and, and but at the same time, you typical law-abiding citizen, um, it's not into nothing. Um, it's unfortunate that you have to go through something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the... That's the dance that we have to do when you law enforcement. Like you have to try and discern the good people from the bad people, and it's not always apparent. So you might have good intentions, and that's why I talk to people and let them know what's going on, and that'll kind of prevent the escalation. But some people, some cops, they will they'll just rip you out the car, toss you in handcuffs, yeah, like, you back, and you like, well, what the fuck is going like, on? Literally, they didn't check the car. And if, or and if there was, and if there was a call that came out around that same time, mm-hmm. then I might not have the time to explain to you when it first go down. But by the time you get back in your car, I'm gonna let you yeah, know. Hey, was, this was, is what this is what happened because that's what we got to do sometimes. No, and, and I, I get like even like like now that I'm older, I, I get it. If there was an explanation, it would have made more sense. You just said nothing. We just like, what well, we do? Shut up. Okay. I'm not about to sit there and argue back and forth with the cop because I'm not. I'm not about to go to jail. I'm just not. I can't make Roman wings in prison. I can't do it. So you know, I just you know. You probably could. No, I right. the jail way. No, I don't want to make. No, nope. I like it the way I make it. I mean, that's yeah, but you no, probably could. Those <laughs> Yeah. I'd have heard about hangers and t- cut, take the stencil cord, cut the cord, tie it up, put it to the radiator to get. Albert Einstein, like, what's going on? No. Skills, Jack's me. Can't do it. All of us grits. No, I don't want them grits. But no, um, another great conversation, another great episode. Um, on behalf of us, I want to thank y'all for coming out. Um, really spending appreciate y'all, it. Spending y'all time with us this. Uh, spending y'all time with us this morning. Um, so we do have a segment before we leave. Um, it's called Thanks for Looking Out. Anybody that you encountered during the week um, that did something, it could be a small gesture, big gesture, grand gesture, we shout them out for, uh, you know, looking out for us. And we're going to start with you. Who's your Thanks for Looking Out this week, sir? Uh, I got one. Yeah. Rome? Um, my Thanks for Looking Out goes to the entire dietary department. <gasps> I do got one. In both states of <laughs> Delaware, 
and especially stay in the warmest there. We had more residents and staff and stuff like that. I think we did a great job. So, yeah, thanks for looking out. Y'all did an awesome job. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, early in the week, they asked me that I want to be a trainer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what, what did you say? I accepted, but then I found that was what Tuesday. But then I found out Saturday that they asked like twenty people before you, or just like or just like. I don't give a fuck no more. There's twenty people. (laughs) Twenty out of how many? Out of like one seventy, ah, that's, how that's, many of them are that's black? still that's still. How many good. of them are black? The majority yeah. of us are black. Drivers at the but twenty. Uh, in total, was probably like ten women. Is it more money for twenty? That's still that's still only, yeah. I think it's like three dollars. Shut up. Yeah, that's still only ten percent. You in the top? They heard the last episode. You top tier. You know what I mean? They heard that last episode. Yeah. Tell them that shit. Thanks for looking up. Thank you, my boy Leader. <laughs> he leader it. Leader it. Stuff you got one. Yeah, my thanks for looking out is going to be f- to my mother this week. Um, when I seen that picture um, that I spoke about earlier, it kind of shook me a little bit. And she grounded me. Um, couldn't talk to the wife at that moment because she was at work being you know all busy and stuff. But talked to my mom. She grounded me. That's what parents are still for, you know, here, here, here for, or whatever the case may be, as we say. Um, but yeah, thanks for looking out, mom, for grounding me. I got second things looking out because I don't think you know how clutch you how clutch you was on Friday, bro. Like that was clutch. Oh yeah, Listen. like that that was clutch. Um, so I had a situation. I had to get the last minute stuff for my mom's party, and I had the money, but for some reason it took forever for the check to clear. The I don't I don't have I never experienced that. They waited to about. I think I checked my account yesterday and it was in there. Um, and it just took forever to clear, but I hit up Steph like, yo, I need this, that, and third. Give me like three days, I got you. And he sent that joint instantly. So I appreciate that because I'd have to go to jail or something. I was going to have to rob somebody. Just not around Surge, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> but no, bro. I had to make sure Mom Deuce was situated. We family, bro. No, I appreciate so. that, though. That was clutch. Surge, Surge you got that one? My bad. Uh. <laughs> This week, my thanks for looking out is going to go to my bro, Ty, here. Um, I'm having a cookout later on today. Um, I would invite you all, but you won't see this until afterwards. So consider yourself invited. (laughs) 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 No, but um, if it wasn't for him, everybody would be standing up. So he um, hooking me up with the chairs so that everybody can be uh, comfortable. So thanks for looking out. (laughs) 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 Oh, also, part two, if y'all available, part two for mom's party is uh, today at five. So if y'all available, you know, so I do whatever. Part two. Part two. Dang, part, part one was lit. <laughs> part, part two, I'm just I'm just sitting here. I ain't, I'm not partaking in nothing. You dancing in the chair? Bro, my, bro, I, I, all this, like, why? No, I'm, 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 going, I'm going to urgent care or something. They got to tell me something. Get the f- <laughs> something ain't right, bro. I ain't never feel this before. Ty, you got one? Yeah, I got two good looking out. Um, uh, one is uh, to surge. For, handle, like that. for handling um, the organization uh, this week, um, I've been dealing with you know some internal things, and uh, he just stepped up and took the. Uh, what took are the your uh, titles in the Clutch Kings? I'm the president and serves the VP, vice president. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, but um, he uh, he took the uh, he took the wheels, um, and uh, sometimes it's hard getting get trying to get 19 men on board. Uh, Shit, we found out it was hard getting four people on board. 
<laughs> no, it's it's, it's frustrating. Yo, it's, no, it's it's crazy, <laughs> y'all. It's it's frustrating. It's Facts. correct. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating, but no, uh, you took the wheels. You took the wheels for that. And uh, my second, my second one is uh, to two more members of the club, Mike Jones and um, Mike, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, <laughs> Mike Jones and Darnell Holmes. Uh, congratulations on the job well done at the Philadelphia Fire Academy. Congratulations on graduation. So. I don't know if y'all know this or not. No, I don't have none of my cards on me. If y'all ever got an event and y'all need to cater, I'm available. I make sure I get y'all one of my cards. I feel like it's not too hard to cook for 19 people. That might be a little easy, but just let me know a couple weeks in advance. And, you know, well, when he plugs it at the end of the pod, they'll get rid yeah. That too, but you know, just saying. I'm still going to give a card. I'm going to give both of them like four Tell pieces. my sister I'm sorry this John lasted this long. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get out of she here. See it. Kind <laughs> sir, can you go ahead and take us out, please? Uh, follow the gang on BMMW Podcast on all major platforms. Tiki taki do. No, 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 no. A N T underscore N dot I dot C dot E. A N T underscore Nice two one five on Twitter. Yeah, man, Steph. You gave up on Facebook? No, I think you stopped that. Look, look. I told yeah, you. Not. Yes, sir. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Teddy underscore Ruxman, R U X P one N. Ron, where can they find the chef at? The Roman Way on Instagram. I gotta figure out how to do your business card and make that shit flip on screen. No, bro. No, look, it's a new job. So y'all can get a drone on like Amazon. It's a, we get it for the business too. It's a drone you get on Amazon where you think you can just like they can scan it and every, all everything will pop up, bro. Like it's like you'll get the little code and just stick the code on your phone so if you in the car talking about it, the lift customer. Yeah, we got that already. This shit's social, man. Social is Todd Davis underscore. That's it. Instagram and Facebook. We're never five of us. It's a sticker. Go ahead, sir. So y'all want to shout the question? Full disclosure. Don't feel bad. It took me a couple weeks. You don't even spell it the way you spell your name. My social media is very sporadic. All you gonna see on there is cigars, whiskey. Motorcycles and occasional clip of my daughter. Um, however, to see all of the good things that um, the follow, clutch kings with the cake for two kids. So so clutch kings LMC on Instagram. The for another episode. We out. Deuce. Everywhere I sleep, I keep my stick, but I need an alarm for. Police come in the cut, I had to walk out with my arms up. Ain't too big to pray last minute, I put my palms up. Yeah, for my sister with these perkies. Took the bitch to eat out at 13, she was spurting. I just cashed out on my bitch and leaned to match her working. All the shit these bitches texting me, just do it in person. Yeah.
I might pop a half a Adderall, I don't like Perkins Put a phone on D&D, I'm somewhere in the service I just shined a nigga out today, but it was worth it I switch cars like bitches, switch they persons I slow down on features, I do verses if they worth it now This shit ain't got deep and it's beyond us, we can't work it out Pete, that lately you been acting funny, wonder what it's about This shit really in me, hope you never doubt it Voice of the hero The voice of the hero Voice of the hero Baby, he the hero. But baby, he the hero. But baby, he the hero.